Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode 174. We are creeping towards that 200 mark. We are here to talk Southwick and everything else Moto this week. I uh, want to start off by thanking the show sponsors. First up, newest sponsor to the show, BC Pizza. Gourmet pizza, all sorts of stuff. They have tons of different stuff on the menu besides pizza. Um, if you are in the Plainwell, Michigan, uh, uh, Allegan, Michigan, uh, Otsego, Michigan area, or even Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, there is a BC Pizza near you. They do have other locations. However, I'm not 100% sure where they are. And seeing as how Justin isn't in studio with me today to tell me, I'm out on that. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, make sure to check them out. BC.pizza, link in the description below. Uh, also want to thank uh, our other presenting sponsors. First up, Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer, commercial or residential? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service and they will be hooking us up with a killer deal on a trailer here coming up uh i just got the word come second week of august here we should have it uh so make sure to keep an eye out on the youtube channel for that also want to thank our last presenting sponsor tlr coatings they've been with us since the beginning custom powder coating coating, sandblasting vapor blasting they do it all they are michigan's premier custom powder coating shop make sure to check them out tlrcoatings.com make sure to follow them on social media they post all the time of cool new projects they are doing also on board with us we have jt cycle and the dirt bike depot they are helping us out with some prizes for our fantasy podcast show make sure to check that out it is in the same feed here and also on the youtube channel we do that usually the thursday or friday uh right before the race myself cole and sometimes justin get on the phone and we talk fantasy picks from the week before results and picks for the coming up race and we give away prizes including including season-ending championship prizes for our league and everything, so make sure to go check those out. If you are watching this on YouTube, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. I uh, have a lot of good interactions with you guys. Some of you guys I see on and off, on and off there. Um, so make sure to do that. That really, really helps us out. And remember to share this stuff up, whether you're listening on the podcast or you are uh, watching on YouTube, because sharing is caring and growing is showing. Um if you are listening on the podcast or you want to listen on the podcast because you found us on YouTube and you don't want to watch the full show on YouTube, um, you can find us on all the major podcast networks. We are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so go check that out. Also, follow us on all the major social media networks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have all sorts of cool stuff happening there. Um, we have videos. We have pictures. We are reposting cool stuff we see all the time. Cole is Twitter tweeting up a storm. Um, so make sure to check all of that out. Now, 
on the line with me tonight because the other co-hosts all bailed out last second. He is, we'll call him a semi-regular co-host, former factory team uh, person, former pit bike champion. He is the one, the only, the gypsy, Tom Cooper. Tom, what's going on, buddy? You know, I'm not just on the show because those guys failed. I was, I was, I was going to be supporting you guys one way or the other. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I had so I had a full studio as of this morning with my okay. with my normal two guys, and then as of like I don't know four o'clock, I had no one in the studio with me. So, uh, in fact, I had no one in the studio and no one calling in. I was like, well, this is going to be a great solo show. But Tom steps up as always. Helps us out. Tom's on pretty regularly. Not all the time. He's a busy dude, but pretty regularly. And then we also have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. And we have one more special guest coming on the show in a little bit here. We have the one, the only, Dark Side coming on. Uh, You may have heard him on Pulpamex show. He calls in every week. You may have heard him on the Pulpamex wrap-up show. He hosts that. Or you may even have heard him on his own podcast, the Moto X Pod Show. He is on there. Uh, co-host in that. So he is coming up in just a little bit. We're going to get his take on the outdoor season. We're going to see uh, what he, uh, if, if his if his boss at Pulp MX knows about us, wants to kill us, what's up with that. And uh, yeah, we're going to roll, we're going to roll through that. So anyway, let's get to it. Tom, you're the guest and I am, I am a nice man. So I let my guest pick. Where would you like to start with the Southwick National? <laughs> well, let, first let's start with the rain, and then we'll get to what our predictions were last week. So the rain we had through the week when we were talking last week on the show, live from Redwood, we were talking about how Justin was thinking that if, if you have a drier track that is more clot, or a, a, a wetter track that is more clot car racing, I guess you would call it, where the lines going through the whole track. And we had rain all week. At Southwick, and it ended up being even even up to practice this morning. It was a Super Bowl, but it looked incredible for the race. The really strange thing is that the, that the base of Southwick is hard as it is because I mean, let's just be let's just be honest here for for the United States, that's about as sandy as we see very much. Like there's a few spots on the East Coast, but that Southwick is uh, is the one, so to say. So. When we got all that rain, and even this morning, right before practice, had a, a, a water line or a sprinkler or whatever break and flood the track even more, it turned out to be damn near dusty by the end of the rain day. Did you, um, did you happen to watch, uh, I know you probably didn't because you're busy, Weege's uh, pre-show on, uh, on YouTube that he does? Where he was walking uh, I didn't around. I see the whole show, but I saw the clip with uh, Roxanne and those guys, and I was like, all right. So there was a clip in there. We was out on the track walking, and uh, he was walking up one of the hills at like 2.30 Friday afternoon, and he was walking through an area that had it had rained it out, and the trench he was in where the rain had like the rain had carried it away was like six feet deep. Like he was standing in it. It was above his, it was above his head, and he was like, uh-huh. yep. We'll see how this goes. And then he got in the golf cart with somebody, and the dude's like, ah, nah. We'll have this straightened up here in a couple of hours. Everything will be good. So, and sure shit, it was, because, man, I'm here to tell you, looking at that that six-foot-deep rain wash coming up this hill, I'm just like, holy fucking shit. 
We're about to have an off-road yeah, race. Yeah, Caleb Russell about to make this shit happen here today. So, um, but yeah, but they got it together. Track looked good. It looked good all day. Um, looked fun. Did you feel like it looked as rough as it has in the past, or did you feel like it stayed? Not even close. Okay, that's what I thought too. It didn't. To me, it was the same thing. It didn't look didn't look anywhere near as rough. I have zero idea why. It was just like, huh? Well, that's I really weird. wonder about this stuff. If maybe it's because of grooming or what, but like when even when Gunji and and those guys were racing, but like back in the comical days and stuff, that track you were jumping from roller to roller around the whole track. Like it was rough today, and don't get me wrong, or sorry, uh, it's also this year it was it was rough, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't it wasn't that kind of rough. And I was expecting it to be just with the rain because the last time I was there was uh, 2011 with the Ryan Dungey barely made the gate incident. <laughs> it was also a hurricane then and it was wet as hell and it was way rougher than this. Like, I wasn't there. I'm just watching on TV, but you can tell, right? So, for me, it was interesting because of that and also because of the dirt. There's a lot of guys that were, the bikes are real twitchy and then like the front end likes to knife a lot. And RJ Hampshire. Today. RJ Hampshire. We saw that a lot today. And for what it's worth, since you just said that about the two four, I'm pretty sure almost all, if not all, of his crashes this year have been from his following the front end. It's a real easy thing to do, but it's a common thing when you're doing testing to do, let's just say, adjust the sag a little bit to bring the back end of the bike up a little bit to, to remedy that. So when you see a guy go out and knife trying a lot, uh, that's, you kind of look at it and you go, hmm, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't know what they're doing there with that, but that, we'll just start with that. I mean, the dude last week at Red Bud crashes, what, three times in a fucking moto, still almost wins. Then he comes out this week, dude, and I mean, it's, it's almost like a joke now. Like, he literally went down twice in the first moto. Is that what it was? Hold on, let me look at my notes here. Did he go down, did he go down twice or did he go down three times in the first moto? And then two more in the second moto. Yeah, and then two or three more in the second moto. Like, dude, it's just ridiculous. And it's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And how do we remedy this is the big question. Like, how do we make it where you don't go down? Because it's just stupid stuff. Even he said in his podium interview, he's like, dude, it's it's dumb stuff. And like as soon as it happens, I'm just like, shit, here we go again. And it uh, okay, well, how how do we fix that? Because it in my mind. And from what I'm seeing, it looks like pretty much the same thing over and over again. You're like just pushing hard enough and you push that front end. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's, something that it's, could it's be fixed. It's difficult to pinpoint that because you're, you're talking about a guy that's pushing on the edge. And he's, he's, if not the fastest, he's one of the fastest guys out there. So for somebody to be dancing on the edge, it's difficult to say, oh, fuck, you messed this fun little setting up or whatever because... I mean, let's just face it, he's pushing, right? He's, he's out there go, going a little bit faster than the rest of the good, uh, best guys in the planet, right? So yeah. it's really difficult to, to pinpoint that stuff kind of down. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that guy is flying right now. And the good thing that most of his crashes have been pushing in the corner, so he's still healthy because he is going. Oh, yeah, because if he was doing this on, on straightaways or something, holy shit, because, yeah, he's he's definitely, he's flying, dude. He has He has to be the fastest dude in the 250 class at this point. Well, 
Yes and no. Yes, he is, but no, he's not getting them wins. Well, that's that's a thing, but man, you you can clearly look at this. Is, this goes back to like I guess with like our Tomac days, you know, of like fastest dude in the class, but can't put it together to a, either a get the win or b get the championship. So, but again, I feel like some of it is is self imposed, and it's like, bro, just just back it down two notches, and you'd win every fucking moto from here on out, like literally two notches back and all of a sudden boom you're you're in it you're beating everyone you're winning titles your 450 ride's going to be solidified i mean you're going to be good to go you were saying he's working with mike brown now yes no he's Hmm. no he's on the alden program yeah yeah he's he's the two he's the lone 250 guy on that program but from my understanding that program is on the fritz at this point that's what you're saying so i'm i'm hearing i'm hearing lots lots of different things throughout the industry about that program not being there in the next year or two Mm -hmm. i don't really know officially i don't know what's going on right now from my understanding there isn't really anybody but the uh like the mike brown crew and stuff riding down there like like not the actual alden program Ever is n- the actual Alden program? From my understanding, none of them are riding at the Baker's factory right now, which is a weird thing. That's really bizarre. Yeah, nothing's going on there though. Everything's normal. Situations. We'll probably honestly get a picture sometime yeah. of like Marv Spot and Coop on some bench press or something, and they'll be like high fiving afterwards. Like, yeah, everything's great. Hmm. Everything is not great. Everything is not great. So, um, all right, let's talk about, uh, let's move on here on the two fifties here. Cause obviously we had, we, we've done our RJ talk and all you can say with RJ is just like crashes. Uh, how about Joe Schmoda yesterday? Man, we've been saying this about Joe ever since last year when he has breakout ride. And I tell you what, he doesn't look like the same rider. He does in a way, but his posture is, di- is different. And also I noticed yesterday, and I don't know what his experience is in the stand, but when he went 2-2 at Southwick, he did it while looking down a lot. And it's amazing that he went as fast as he did and didn't make hardly anything for mistakes because, man, he was he was up there the whole time and he didn't have any issues whatsoever with uh, crashes or any of that stuff. Like, for example, we saw with uh, Jeremy Martin in the in the first moto getting it together with, I think it was Swole and know what kind of stuff it, no no it wasn't Mar- Joe. Joe Martin didn't have to pass anybody even Martin went down by himself swole and jet came together and we'll get to that in a little bit yeah no Shimoda went three four yesterday for second overall and dude it was just an impressive solid right but it's like it's it's what we've is it almost what we expect from Shimoda at this point is like just these solid, quiet rides. I mean, we saw it in Supercross, and in Supercross, it built and built and built and built and built. And even though I know, yes, that Coasty was on was a little thin, but then, uh, but then eventually, it's like boom, he gets a win, and it's like, oh shit, Shimoda just won a race. And now we're in outdoors, and it's like that. I believe it was Steve last week in a post race interview asked him like, "Hey, how are your sand skills?" And he's like. I don't really know. I've never really rode sand. And obviously, like, it's okay because he's now gone three, four. So, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I was really impressed with him, though. And it's uh, it, it's interesting that he's doing well because, well, let's say it's a uh, tough go for Monster Energy Field Series Kawasaki right now. I mean, even <laughs> Austin Forkner after hurting his hand at uh, 
Redbud, you know, coming off the shore in the Rockies, which went viral for this show. Yes, yes, it did. Um, he went down, coming into a right-hand corner, and, and looked like he stabbed his hand in the ground and got up and certain. And that's a tough thing to do when you're at Southwick. Southwick punishes you, even when it's not as rough as it used to be nowadays. It's still rough, and it's uh, having to fight the bike twitching around and trying to knife on you all the time. It takes shit a lot of energy to do that in the last strength. And those guys that are able to hang, it's, uh, it's an impressive thing. Can I just can I just say that will not surprise me at all if it comes out this week of like oh, Borkner's out for the year. Hmm. I mean, well, actually, this so this week is there a week off? No, 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 no. We're on to Millville, I believe. We're Millville, yep, then yep. Washougal, and then we're off for like two weeks. Yeah, because they got to drive all the way back to New York for Greenville. Yeah, yeah, because we can't seem to get our schedule in shape here. You know. So we can help the privateers. Anytime you have to go to, there's never a good time in the schedule to go to watch Google. It's there is this, there is this year. There is this year. It's called right before you go back to Paula and right before you go to Hangtown. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like if they if they would have done this correctly, we would have gone Washougal, Paula, Hangtown, end of season. Not fucking. Take not, one cross country tip out of the out of the equation. Yeah, not fucking Millville, Washougal, back to fucking Dilla, and then Buds and Iron Man and whatever else, and then back to fucking Paula and Hangtown. It's fucking stupid, but you know, such as MX Sports. What do you What do you want me to say? I mean, well. <sighs> MX Sports. That's all you have to say, pretty much. So, um, all right, Justin Cooper, third overall on the day. 6-1, Mr. Second Moto, as I guess we're calling him now. Him and him and Eli Tomac are the same here, Mr. Second Motos. Apparently, they only Wait get their... Oh, boy. 6-2, 6-2. Oh, sorry, 6-2. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My bad. My bad. Very si- important. Very important. 6-2. Because uh, my prediction from last week, as you may have, the folks at home may remember, as I predicted the 4-1, I said, stamp it, 4-1, I'll take him, yes. And then I said, and for the 450, which we're going to get to later, I, I said, I think that although Ferrandix is the guy that we were going to see Eli Tomac come out and have a, have a stomp, and you know what? Eli Tomac was pretty uh, challenged in the, in the first moto, but he comes back in the second moto and gets the win. So I'm just saying, I got some pretty predictions that aren't looking so bad, and now that sports betting is legal, well you know what can we say some of us have the some of us have the eye and apparently it's you so um yeah but uh yeah so cooper rough rough first moto uh he was down early he came across the line like 27th i think like three laps in he was only in like 19th him and him and jet both really like different positions on the track because jet was inside the top 10 but realistically, same, same, that first moto, neither one of them were really making moves till you got towards the end and people started getting tired. Um, yeah, feeling off the track. Yeah, so it was, I mean, I feel like um, as much as I don't want to see Justin Cooper win this title, I want to see Jet win it. That was a championship-saving day uh, for him yesterday to get back to sixth in that first moto and then to, um, to end up second in that second moto. Like, that kept the championship close-ish so good on him for having that kind of that kind of great ride um and he said like i've like i told you before we got on here he said uh 
post-race that he basically blew his load in the first moto trying to get trying to catch back up um because he knew he had to and by the second moto after like 10 minutes he was like yep i got nothing for this moto so uh good on him to salvage a second in that second moto hang on for dear life (laughs) yeah basically um but nothing was stopped i mean we might as well talk about this because we haven't here hunter lawrence yesterday i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's the hunter Mm -hmm. lawrence that justin's dick gets hard for all the time like Justin is ex- well on a on a real note. The this is the Hunter Lawrence that the rest of the field needs to be shitting their pants about right now because just like we, Justin and I talked about often as a designation when uh, Hunter Lawrence won the the Red Bud designations moto or two I forget and it was just one when he did that and he was the guy then and he had some injuries and then he's kind of finding his way back. Uh, well now going one to one. After having a couple of solid rides, now he's on top of the box. He's now emerging himself with that confidence. If you have a dominating performance, a lot of times that's kind of what you need to shake the, the monkey off your back. Here he is. Yeah, but here's, so here's what I'm nervous about, though. We saw this in Supercross, too. He came out, he won that race, and we all said, oh, here we go. He's here now. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's broken through. Like, he, he's in it. And then nothing ever really continued on in Supercross like we thought it was going to. So I'm going to hold back expectations at this point. I'm going to hope that, yes, this triggers something and he rattles off some more moto wins here over the next couple. Um, that would be awesome because then all of a sudden this turns into more of a three-horse three, three horse battle as opposed to just two, which is always better for us fans. But I'm, I'm holding myself in reserve at this point. I'm holding on and just kind of waiting to see what happens. Like the next two, I think are going to be really telling. We've got Millville, which is another soft, um, uh, you know, really good track. And then we go to Washougal, which is more of a hard pack, uh, uh, up in the Hills there in Washington track. Um, so, so I want to see how these next two go, if they go really well for him, if he's, if he says, if he say at least wins like one moto and is on the box for a couple other ones. Okay, cool he's in it um if he's not then i'm gonna be like well maybe this is just like supercross and it's like he has the skills to do this but it's just the the great above is not uh not letting him not letting him have it yet mm-hmm. interesting i mean that's that like i said supercross we all thought boom he's in it he's in it and then he wasn't so um Speaking of the Lawrence brothers here, we'll move on to Jet. F- gnarly. For the 18 machine right now. Oh, man, it it did not look good yesterday. That was not a good day for him. Mm. I mean, you're talking. I looked at both of those. I watched both those guys once because they're both on TV a lot, and I thought that both of their bikes looked so so. Yeah, he. There was nothing about him yesterday in practice, qualifying, anything that I thought looked great. There was nothing in any of the races I thought looked great. He had that fucking crash with Jalik, which was for if anybody's out there, I haven't seen anything yet, but if anybody's out there fucking pissed off about that crash, that was a racing That's incident. Wild. Okay. I mean, it was wild. Oh boy. Did yeah, I shit my pants? Out for dear life. He wasn't trying to come across on him. Although he did cut across on him. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to yeah. block him. He did it because he was trying to stand the track. I was going <laughs> to say he, I mean, dude, you could, you could just watch that and watch him lose traction, trying to scrub that face. And that was just all she wrote. And the fact that he saved it, I don't know how he saved it to be really honest with you. Yeah. He somehow pulled that back That's though. True. 
And then jet, you could just see just front wheel on rear tire and boom, off and oh shit. So, and then, yep, yep. And then of course had another tip over, had to ditch the goggles. I mean, it was just, it was just a bad situation at that point. Went from, went from being a possibly okay moto because he was up to, I think like fourth, fifth, something like that. I think is what he was battling Jalik for. Where'd Jalik finish? Hold on. Let me see here. Um, Yeah, right around there. Uh, yeah, Jalik finished fifth, so it had to be right up there, fourth, fifth place he was battling for, and then just to have that happen just sucked. <sighs> so, anyway, yeah, r- rough day for him, Um, and, I mean, the championship's tight. I don't know. Let me see what he's got here. Hold on. Let me see. He's got 204 points. He's in first. Um, Let me see. Dang, he's up early. Cooper. Cooper's got two. Yeah, so Jet still got him by three points, man, but it's it's close. And where is Hunter at? Let me see where Hunter, sorry, did not do research. Oh, Hunter's at 178. He's in third place, but he's at 178, so he's mm-hmm. 20, 25. So, that, I mean, realistically, if you get Cooper, season, I was going to say, we're all, the, so that's a crazy thing, too. Have you thought about this? Uh, What was it, last, last year or maybe even 2020? Redbud was round seven. This year it was round four. So, like, we're rolling into Redbud yeah. thinking, like, holy shit, we're like halfway through the season. In all reality, we're barely through the first third of the season. Like, yeah, we've we still got eight. Yeah. Yeah. We've got eight rounds to go. So, I hope, I don't know, I don't know how it lines up from last year, but I hope that that puts our season ending about two weeks later because it's too long between the end of the season and the MX designation. And it's a disservice to our guys. So if it goes two weeks later or so and gives them about two weeks before the race, two or three, I want to have our guys have a better advantage or at least a better chance at the mix of nations because for some of us, it's a real big deal. Uh, I'd like to see it be a big deal for guys like Eli Tomac so we can get the win again this year. Uh, Well, Eli Tomac won't be going, so. I wouldn't rule him out. He's switching teams. He's not going. It'll be interesting to see. And on the same note, it might be Aaron Putnam that goes again, and he might be also switching teams. Uh, I heard that Yamaha is going to use their first right of refusal on him. Yeah, we've been hearing a little bit about that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Regardless, whichever way he goes with it, it'll be uh, interesting to see him go back potentially for his second go at uh, designation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tomac's for sure not going, even if he, even if he, w- like, so. He's switching teams. Even if he wanted to go with switching teams, Cowie isn't sending their dudes from the U.S. So that so him and AC are just out at this point. Um, so yeah, so neither one of those guys are going. AP could possibly go if he's not switching teams. But if he's switching teams, there's no way they send him either because they're going to want him getting ready for Supercross on that KTM. So if that's the case, it'll be interesting because I just heard on the broadcast Grant Langham was saying that uh, Justin Marsh is going to have uh, had an injury and he's driving through. He's going to have uh, postseason surgery that'll take him three or four weeks to to heal up. So it'll be interesting to see with Marsha out, potentially the Cowboy Boys out, potentially AP out. Maybe we'll see uh, who the 450 rider is, or if we have. Two 350 riders and one 450 rider because that leaves, I mean, Osborne's out. But there's a lot of guys that would be uh, out of the picture. I can see Christian Craig going, but I don't. And Cooper Webb would be would be down to go, but I don't know, man. 
it's not our best uh, A squad necessarily. Maybe no, it's not. Sorry, but I, but we don't have we don't have an A squad to send. So let's just run this Pushing down. Me off too. Land of the free, best in the world, and we got our P eight and P nine guys going. Well, let's just run this down here. So you got Tomac is switching teams, so he's out. You've got. Uh, You've got AP. Po- I'm still not rolling him out, but okay. You've got AP possibly switching teams. Um, so if he's switching teams, also he's out. AC is going to have to have. He's got his nerve is still fucked up in his arm. Um, so he's yeah. he's having surgery right after the season, also to get that fixed. Now you're telling me Barsha's hurt. He's having surgery right after the season to get whatever's fucked up in him fixed. Okay. So so we're getting like you said, we're getting thin here, Craig. Yeah, could could see him going here. Um, hold on, let me pull. Let me, Sexton, let me pull this up. Sexton, maybe I. He he hasn't been good this year, man. He hasn't been good. Um, Again, these are these are like our our seventh, eighth place guys that are that are where we're at now. Yeah, Web. Yep. Sexton, Craig. Yeah, it's like, oh God. And I mean, you the really, good thing is, is that our two fifties are so thick that we only really need one four fifty guy. Because I mean, MX3, we could put whoever the fuck we want out there. You, if if Jeremy Martin's healthy, whoever we want, doesn't well, matter. Well, well, who are you? Who are you sending for fucking two fifties, man? Well, that's a good question because there's a handful of guys that are all up in the mix, right? So it'll be interesting to see. Justin Cooper, R.J. Hampshire, Moseman, uh, McAdoo. McAdoo's not racing. He's hurt. Not yet. What? Well, he's not. He's not racing yet. He's that's three months from now. Yeah, I'm not sending McAdoo for that. <laughs> Jmart. Uh, I mean, dude. Wait, I don't know, man. It's thin. It's thin this year. Either way, it's thin. No matter what we do, we're we're, we're running compared to usual. Compared to any other team, we're still the benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Fuck. I don't know, man. I'm so I'm so past as nations. It's not a thing anymore, man. It's all about Supercross, bro. No, that's lame. No, it's not, man. Uh, dude, I, like, the Nationals are gnarly, and they're cool, and I have nothing but respect for the guys doing them. But, man, at the same time, it's like going to them as a fan, it's just like, man, it sucks. You don't have cell service. It's fucking scorching hot. You just get zapped. Fucking. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a gazillion fucking drunk ass people there that don't know shit about moto. They just want to hang out. Fucking, it's well, like there's a lot of people that are there that are moto that are hardcore moto fans too. I mean, well, yeah, like every crap about how hot it is outside or any of that shit. I'm here for a good racing, and we got the best in the world. With except, you know, there's a handful of guys that are around the world that are good too. But as far as for our country, we got some fucking heavy hitters here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm in it for? I'm in it for the climate-controlled stadium with the man-made track where I have cell service, and it's fucking awesome. And when you're not riding, right? Yeah, exactly. Fuck, dude. I don't need to ride. I'm old. Although I did, anyway. I did finally get my carbon fiber pieces on my bike today. Finally got yeah. the last one fitted. By the way, I will not be buying light speed technology shit anymore because the fit on it is garbage. Absolute garbage. I don't know well, if you've... I've used light speed for many, many years and I'm, I don't really give a crap if I gotta modify it a little bit. Otherwise I've had no issues whatsoever. Yeah, well that's what pisses me off. It's like why do I have to modify this piece? I don't understand. Yeah, interesting. Like, dude. I paid a hundred dollars for a fucking airbox cover for for the blue crew. 
that I then had to proceed to cut the front and notch it so it would fit down and tighten down. And then I had to drill holes in the motherfucker because there were no holes in it to let air into the fucking air filter. Mm. Then the skid plate I bought, I thought that was just going to bolt right up. I was super pumped. But for some reason, it was, it was just contorted enough that I had to shave the one hole on the right side of the bike to be able to get the screw to get started in there. So... Mm. I was, like I said, I was very disappointed with like the fit and finish on that stuff the way, cause like, I really thought like, okay, like light speed, they're a pretty reputable company. And I thought for sure, like I would just get some shit from them and it would just bolt right up. And that was not the fucking case on either piece. So, uh, and like I said, the airbox cover really, really threw me for a loop. Cause it's like, okay, why do you not have, why is your mold not have the front of this notched? go around the front upper airbox mount like i don't understand why i have to notch my fucking hundred dollar carbon fiber piece and then when i realized that there weren't even fucking holes in it to let air in the air filter i'm like what the fuck are we doing i don't understand i'm, I'm looking forward to throwing a lot of roost into that air filter myself <laughs> Well, you know, we're we're working on the 450 here. I'm about to get the uh, get the last pieces coated this week for that thing. And then I told Justin, I was like, screw it. At this point, we're just going to throw the suspension back in it and get it all bolted up so I can at least ride it some this year. Because otherwise, if I don't send the suspension out till this week, say they're even backed up three or four weeks, that's going to be like August before I even get the suspension back, which means we won't have the fucking bike done. I'm like, I'll just wait. The suspension worked well enough for us, so... Just wait and see what happens. So, I want to see a, a video of Justin working on that thing. Oh, you will. I got we've we filmed two episodes so far. Of him working on it, man. It's they're coming. They're coming. I'm trying to comb through all the Redbud footage right now and get that stuff Sweet. edited. But when you take you know three four hundred video clips you, that you got to comb through, it's a lot. So, and when that's What's not coming in the pipeline from Redbud, huh? What's coming down the pipeline from Redbud? Well, we have the vlog is com- is the first thing that's coming up. The race day vlog um, is coming. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a slow-mo edit with some of the other footage I got because I have different footage from different points of view. Um, mm-hmm. we, have the, uh, we have the KTM 150 build that we did with Moran's for that week. That's coming down the pipeline. Um, but I won't release ours until he releases his. So... Um, and he he busted. You don't want to get in front of the horse, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he busted ass this week and actually put out his Redbud vlog went live yesterday, day before, um, and it's pretty good. So everybody, make sure to go check that out. Just search Kevin Moran's on YouTube, and his newest video is the Redbud vlog from when he was there with us. Your boy right here in his straw race hat is all over that thing, and it's awesome. I mean, it's a it's a good looking dude in that straw race hat. You should definitely go check it out. I know it's primarily a 99% male ratio that listens to and watches this show. Probably what you prefer anyway. It's mm-hmm. fine, but you all should go check it out. Because your boy's in there giving some serious insight during the race. Oh, yeah. And he's at, actually, he had a lot of cool shots that he got um, with going back into the pits, talking to Forkner and Freddie and all sorts of people. So, um, oh, cool. yeah, so that worked cool. out well. Yep, yep. It's a it's a good watch. About twenty three minutes, little long, but it's not bad. So, um, all right, Tom. Well, 
I think it's about time to get our other guest on. So let's take a quick break here, and we will uh, we will come back hopefully with uh, the one and only Dark Side on the show here and uh, talk to him about some more Southwick. So we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We now have the one, the only. You might know him from the Pulp MX show. You might know him from the Pulp MX wrap-up show. You might know him from the Moto X pod show. It is the one, the only, Dark Side. What's up, Dark Side? How you doing tonight, man? What's up, boys? Man, you know, I was really, really excited to do this. You you invited me on, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And then I was talking to Toolman Dan from Main Event today, and you asked him <laughs> too, and I was like, well, damn. Don't well, ask anybody. Well, in all in all fairness, okay, we've had we've had Coach Rob. He's a he's a pretty good friend of the show, and uh, he'd mentioned yeah. a long time ago about like Toolman Dan, and like I must have hit him up like the day before I hit you up, and was like, "Hey, man, do you think Dan still wants to be on?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Here's his number." Like throws it to me. I was like, "Okay, cool," and I'm like, "I'm just trying to get everybody lined up." So. I was, yeah. I was trying to make the rest of my year super easy and have guests lined up for the show every single week. And then, of course, stuff happens and it never works out quite that way. But, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're here, so whatever. And we're just trying to get perspectives, yeah. man. We want everyone to come on isn't and talk it, about everything. Isn't it nice, though, when you have, like, you know, like, your show's lined up for a couple weeks in advance? Oh, it's fucking great. I mean, the best yeah. thing ever. I will, tell, I will say, Dude, like, like, today I was worried because I had both my normal co-hosts were supposed to be in studio with me and I was supposed to have you on. And then as of like four o'clock, I hadn't heard from you and the other two bailed out. And I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> so well, yeah, my, I, the, the house I'm buying has a metal roof. And when I'm in that house, I have zero signal. So oh, I'll walk shit. outside and the phone will just blow up. But uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say like the last four shows I've done, I've had Chase Sexton scheduled and then right at showtime, nothing. And he, he <sighs> is like, as soon as it's over, he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. This meeting came up or, or I had to go do this TV spot. And he's like, dude, I'm mm-hmm. doing your show. I promise. They're like, <laughs> yeah, it was four shows in a row. Four shows in a row. I've had Chase lined up and he's bailed. Oh, man. He cool. He cool guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We know how that goes all the time, too. <laughs> we, were supposed yeah. to, we were supposed to do an interview with Jeff Walker last week at Redbud. Um, and I like, I like hit him up and I was like, Hey man, you want to do an interview? And like, I've actually met him before because he's like from the Michigan area and he came to this ride at this private track we did last fall. Um, and then like, I haven't heard from him on Instagram because I don't have his number. I've been just DMing him. And then I hit him up. He was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we're going to be at the track Friday from this time to this time. I have these time slots open because I had other people and just like nothing. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, come on, man. <laughs> don't, don't tell me yes. Just tell yeah. me no if you can't do it. It's totally fine. And I'll just move on to someone else. But when you tell me yes and then you bail, then I start to get a little frustrated. Yeah, it can be frustrating. I'm real lucky that I have certain guys like Daniel Blair or Max Bolin or, or Talon Bolin that I'll come on almost any time. So if I if I do have an issue where I don't have a guest, I've got guys that'll jump on. So I, I've been lucky with that. Yep. Yep. That's like I have my my co host between Tom who's on here with us right now and then my normal guy Justin and our other buddy Cole. Usually between the three yep. of them, I can get one of them on to to talk with me <laughs> so I don't have to talk. I have done some shows by myself. Don't get me wrong, especially in the early years. Like there were some times before I had all the technology to do phone calls like this, I was 
completely just monologuing like JT does on his show. And I give him a lot yeah, of credit because yeah. that is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, but nope. now, now it's much better. Now I can at least get people to call most of the time. The industry nice. people, it's it's still tricky-ish. Like I'm making moves into the industry and getting people to do it, but uh, yeah, but it, but you know how that goes too. Like like you just said, Sexton's cool guide you for <laughs> three weeks in a row now. So, well, he promised me he was doing my show the next time I do one, and I, I said, only thing I ask is if you go out and win Redbud or Millville, and Mathis reaches out. You don't do pulp until you do my show. Oh yes, he's like I promise. He said I promise. You're first. So oh, that that would be awesome. Oh god, you're you're poking you're poking the bear there with Mathis. Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god, that's awesome. Um. So okay. So I have some questions for you then with podcasting before we get back to talking about racing here. First off, yeah. How do you start your show? How do you end up? We'll say so. Tom coined this phrase, once you're in the circus, you're in the circus of pro motocross and supercross racing. So how do you start your podcast? How do you end up in this circus with, with everyone? And, uh, cause like you have some big names, like obviously you're talking to Sexton and like, I'm sorry, man, I only have so much time to listen to podcasts in a week, so I don't listen to yours very much, but, uh, <laughs> but I see all the posts on Instagram, man, and you have some big dudes on that show, like pretty regularly. So how, how do you pull that kind yeah. of stuff off? Well, so it started, um, I think I started calling in the pulp round 15 or 16. And, um, you know, as I called in pretty much every week, people started to know who I was a little bit. Some buddies of mine, well, one buddy of mine and two other guys that I didn't know at the time started this show. They started the Moto X pod show. Um, and it was basically just a local Texas show where they would talk about their local races and they would talk about what they saw on TV for the pro races. And that's about it. And there was, you know, probably less than 50 people listening. One of my buddies was part of it. And he's like, hey, if you want a guest, I know Jamie. That's me. Darkside, you know, we can get him to come in. So I came over to the studio one night and joined the show. It was just, a, you know, a, a guest. And, um, like, later that night, they, they texted me or made the next day and said, hey, would you like to be a part of it every week? Because it was a lot of fun. Sure, I'll do that, you know. And. So we, we rolled along a couple shows, and I knew, like, um, some local guys, like Dennis Hawthorne's, you know, well-known Texas pro, arena cross champion. I knew Billy Whitley, who ran pro teams. Uh, I had access to Robbie Rayner through somebody, so I, and I knew Charlie Bogard. So I was like, oh, I can get these guys on, and, and that, those were our first guests. Uh, jump ahead to 2017, some friends of ours that were doing another show had got Supercross credentials. I was like, how the hell did you guys do that? <laughs> and they told me what, how they did it, you know? And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. But, but by that time, like that was for Dallas, you know, and we didn't have the funds to travel. So I was like, all right, next year we'll do that. And when Nationals came along, I kind of took the same game plan and I just got on their website and found out you could ask for credentials. And I, I asked for credentials for Lakewood and I got them. So 2017, <laughs> I fought. Sorry, that that blows my wig back because I've done that. To, yeah, I fly to Lakewood 2017. First day was on a Thursday. Nobody else media-wise was there, at least that, that I knew. I, I didn't know anybody really, right? So I didn't even know what to do. I got my credentials, and I'm just walking around the pits like a normal fan would, standing outside the tent, just standing there, like literally staring at Blake Baggett eat lunch for 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, 
his wife eventually said, Hey, do you need something? And I was like, well, I'd love to get an interview, but I'm new at this. She said, well, yeah, yeah. Let him finish eating. And that was my first interview was Blake Baggett. Sick. Got done. I was like, Hey dude, we do this podcast. It's just starting out. Would you be willing to come on? Sure. Gave me his number. Pro circuit was there that day. So after I talked to Blake, I was like, well, this is easy. I just started hitting <laughs> all the guys up and asked for phone numbers. And, and that was really the start of it. So we started getting the guys that were there that day, like Austin Forkner, Josh Hill was there that day, whoever, you know, a bunch of guys. And, and, and I started getting some team managers and doing shows and it just started to take off. Eventually the two guys that started it, Mark and um, Phil decided that they were just too busy. They didn't have time and they kind of fell by the wayside and I took it over. And over the, those, the last few years, it's just been grind, man. Go to the races, introduce myself, you know, um, Really, that's really what it comes down to is going to the races, talking to everybody. And most people listen to Pulp, so they're like, oh, yeah, you're Dark Side from, you know, we hear you call in. And that's sort of how it started. And now just it's gotten to where everybody knows who I am. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> but it, weird in the coolest way possible, man. So it, it is cool, but it's all, it's like I remember, you know, my, my, well, we talked about this off air. My fiance and I split up recently, but. Uh, 2018, we go to Supercross. She goes the first one, the Dallas race with me. It's the first one she went to as I'm quote unquote media. And in the morning on press day, we're getting in the elevator, going down to the lobby, and I'm talking to her. And this guy's like, "Dude, are you are you Dark Side?" I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it was just weird. She's like, "Oh my god, you got to be kidding me! They're calling you Dark Side." Good late tonight. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> no, boy. She it was the weirdest. She thought it was the weirdest thing, and we'd get to the stadium, and even over the years, like people would yell out "Dark Side." She's like, "I, I, I just don't, I can't." She couldn't do it. She, she was not like a. She wasn't being a bitch. She, she was just busting my balls. Um, <laughs> and even like Kiefer at San Diego in nineteen or twenty, right before COVID hit, man, we were all at dinner with the Kiefers and some other people, and he asked Amber, "He's like, hey, so do, do you call him Dark Side in bed?" She's like. No. <laughs> So I don't acknowledge dark side. That's Jamie. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, but it's it's been strange. Did I have somebody ask me for my autograph at MX of Nations? Oh, and yeah. weeds were standing next to me. Oh and man, I said, yeah, dude, you want weeds too? And they're like, no, dude, just you, dude. Oh, so you were at <laughs> MX? You were at MXON at uh, at Redbud? Yeah, man. I got oh, to, to interview her. Oh no, fucking way. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it's That's on our YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel. If you go back to that time frame, there's Holy the MXPN. shit. Yeah, I got to go in the truck. I waited an hour and a half, but I got to go in the trucks. And very few people talked to Hurley's that day, but wow, I, I got in, man. Dude, I'm impressed. Wow. That's that's fucking big time. Because yeah, we were we were there too, <laughs> man. Rad. And we had we had some wild stuff there too. Like the first day we were there for opening ceremonies, me and my normal co-host Justin. And we're standing on like yeah. the monster stage in front of the start, just watching everybody. And this kid's standing next to Justin. He's just staring at him. And finally, Justin's like, what's up? And the kid's like, are you on YouTube? And Justin's like, uh, yeah. And we're like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, I watch your show. And he's like, oh, cool, thanks. And then we were walking to the car that night, and some dude comes up, and he is just screaming at us. And I mean, like... He knows who we are, but I can't understand a fucking word he's saying. And then all of a sudden he goes, YouTube. And we're like, oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? So it was like super <laughs> weird to like be at a race like that because 
we've had a couple people at like Redbud National and stuff come up and be like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Like I comment on your guys' show all the time on YouTube and we're like, oh yeah, cool. Thanks, man. But like to have people at an international race that were like not from the US come up and say stuff, like yep. that was super weird. So and then yeah, when you have God, to like, when you sign fun. something, dude, it's the we had, we got some dude came up. Justin was taking a leak after Redbud last week. Um dude is literally standing next to him by the porta potties and is like, Oh my god, you're Justin. And Justin's like, Yeah. And he's like, You do that YouTube <laughs> show. Awesome. And Justin's like, Yeah, Travis is right over there. Do you want to meet him? Because Justin's not like the best people person and so i'm sitting in my truck just like trying to have a drink or something waiting for traffic to clear out and all of a sudden this dude comes up he's like oh i'm so and so i love your show and like sign my shirt and i'm like oh my fucking god okay all right here we go let's cool, right? let's see how yeah i mean yeah it, I, that's usually when people want to get my autograph is when i'm taking a piss too <laughs> <laughs> for a different reason yep yep so yeah. Um, man, dude, I'm super intrigued that you got those media passes. I think I actually DM'd you about that before. Cause like I did the same thing in like, it must've been 17, 18. Cause we started the show in a similar time frame. I think 17 was our first year. So maybe it must've been like 18. I tried to get media credentials too. Cause like we, pr- we mm-hmm. took off pretty decent the first year and, uh, yeah, I hit them up and I was like, Hey, we want to come in and, you know, do media or whatever. And they basically told me no. And I was like, okay, well, do you have like a, like a certain range, like what are my view counts need to be to get these media credentials? And they were like, Oh, we don't know. Okay, good. Cool story. Thank you. That was nice. That might've been 19, man, because 18 was really fucking easy. Man, Um, I don't know. They changed everything in 19. And like, so when I requested for credentials going into Anaheim 19, I got denied. Okay. And uh, I texted Sean Brennan, who I had met, luckily in 18 you know when i got it and he was like yeah he called you know he said look we changed all the, the requirements um it's got to be ten thousand um downloads per per podcast or something like that yep and i was like dude there is no numbers like i called daniel blair right after that so what are your numbers mm-hmm. and he said no usually about seven i was like okay so if you didn't work for phil you couldn't get credentials basically yeah yeah um but sean was like you know i, I bet you already I know how hard you're working. You're good. I got you. Uh, and he told me when I got there to Anaheim, he kind of pulled me to the side. Said, like, you know, we're trying to make this so that somebody with a voice recorder can't say he's media and just come over here and talk to our athletes. We're trying to make it more professional. We don't want just anybody to get them. And yep. so it got, it got way more difficult in 19. Did you want to know how I backdoored it though? <laughs> yeah. What'd you, what'd so, you do? so I went to Oakland Supercross in 2019 and I bought uh-huh. the uh, uh, yeah I backdoor this. <laughs> I bought the they sold a VIP service where you could go to the press conference, and so I bought oh, yeah. that. I bought that and Trackwalk because I went there by myself. Like basically, I was in Vegas already that week, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I can get a Southwest flight for nothing over to Oakland for the day. So I fly over to Oakland. I was all by myself. I was like, "Screw it! I'm gonna do track walk. I'm gonna do this because, I, like, I'm by myself. I might as well do cool shit." Well, I ended up being the only person to sign up for the VIP uh, press conference thing. So the dude <laughs> nice. who, who was doing that was also doing the track walk, and he was like, "Hey, bro, like, I'll meet you before, so that way we can get you in the press conference, you know, nice and early, and you can get a good spot, whatever." I'm like, "All right, cool, no problem." So he ended up meeting me after the 250 main. And we're like trying to find a good spot for 450 main to watch or whatever. And he's like, well, do you just want to go down there? And I'm like, 
on the floor? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, sure. So I watched the whole 450 main in Oakland that year on the floor. And I was just like, this is the coolest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever done in my life. And then he like yeah. takes Don't me. Mind if I do. Oh man. Yeah, dude, it was <laughs> fucking awesome. Although I was, so I was recording them coming over cause I had my camera cause I was vlogging. Right. I'm recording them coming over the finish line at one point And some dude turns around and sees me and just like gives me the cutoff signal. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, sorry. My yeah, bad. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but then he takes me in to do, he takes me into the press conference and like, I go in there and I'm just standing in the back of the room, just like, you know, whatever, be cool. And of course all the guys are walking in and like, I haven't really been around these guys that much. So I'm like, Oh shit, there's fucking everybody who just yep. like web just won. Like there he is, you know, you little short fuck. But anyway, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and then he's like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go do my paperwork and just like leaves me in there. And I'm like, okay. So like, I'm the only person in there who's not normal media <laughs> or related to someone who yeah. just finished on the box. So I'm like, well, whatever, I'll just stand in the back quietly. And I just quietly turned my camera on and recorded the audio of the whole thing. It was like, oh, I'm going to go put this out right now at the airport. So, uh, yeah. So, so I did backdoor that a little bit. And the, like the coolest thing was, is when I left. So I'm in the stadium, right? And no one says anything to you at that point because the stadium's cleared out. So I sat there for about 45 minutes and just watched them tear down the track. And uh, I was like, that yeah. was the coolest thing ever, too, because I'm like, who who the hell gets to see this in person? So, um, yeah. But, I, yeah, so I backdoored it a little bit, and it was it was awesome. Uh, but I wish I could do more of it. So, <laughs> but I'm with you. We're nowhere close to 10,000 downloads a week, like not even in that ballpark. Well, yeah, we are away. Yeah, we aren't either. I just luckily I got in at the right time. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm in now, so I mean, I, we're we're working on setting up and I'm for next year and a few others. Sick man. January eighth, boys. I just announced it. That's that's a pretty good one. Oh, did yeah, they? Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. God, I missed that. I, anu- I missed that announcement. Did they announce the whole schedule, yeah. or we just have the Anaheim one's going to be January eighth? January eighth, so, Anaheim was all we got right now. Okay. Yeah, there's two. I think the sixteenth or something like that is. I don't know. I saw it yet. There's there's two races announced. I think the first two. Probably hmm. Phoenix then, eh? It's almost yeah. Maybe was, yeah, maybe so. I can't remember. I I saw it during the national yesterday. Actually, somebody. Hang on. Let me look at my group text. I'm not going to tell you. One of my group mm-hmm. texts for fantasy was. That shit. I don't know. There's so many damn texts on here. It's hard to say, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Anaheim is what I'm worried about. Though. I'm definitely going. Uh, I'm ready. So as long as they don't deny me this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if the travel gets, if travel in California gets back to somewhat normal here, and we'll probably tr- try to be there too, because we've we've been to one of those, man, and they're they're awesome. So Anah- Anaheim one's the spot to yeah, be. I usually try to get in there and do like a two week thing where I ride Glen Helen and Paris and all the other places like that while I'm out there for Supercross. That'd be cool. You know, I it's thought not that much more expensive as long as you got somebody's bike to ride. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't. I don't do that anymore. I don't no. borrow bikes anymore. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's David Bradshaw's that's bike. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm not sure. Tom, do you get the I reference on that? Lesson. Yeah. Tom, do you get the reference on that? What's that? The the reference no, of I don't him. Know what you're oh about. man, he <laughs> dark side. Tell him the story because <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, geez. Um, so, I, what, I don't even know what year it was. I guess it was 19. The end of 19, I was at a ride day with Damon Bradshaw. And on Sunday, I asked if I could ride 
I wanted to ride the, his bike. He had a brand new YZF 450. Like literally, he'd gotten it Friday. I took the it out. From the east, Damon Bradshaw. What's that? The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. You rode his bike. Yes. Well, I didn't only ride his bike. Let's back up. <laughs> so Friday night, we all went out to dinner together, and I beat him in pool, first of all. Oh, shit. But then, yeah, I rode his bike Sunday and uh, had a little bit of a brain fart, lost track where I was, and went over the bars, fractured four ribs, punctured lung, and destroyed his bike. Boop. Yeah, so there's great there's great audio of it, which I probably have on my phone, but I don't know if you would be able to hear it if I played it. But there is fantastic anyway, so audio yeah. of that, like him just moaning, I, "Oh God, I fucked up Damon Bradshaw's bike." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh, I'm trying to catch my breath. But anyway, I, I just don't borrow bikes anymore. I was like, all my like right now, I don't have a bike. My buddy's got three. He's like, "Dude, just ride one of mine." No, I'm good. Where are you located? Texas, East Texas. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, Travis and I are up in Michigan. I'm over by Detroit. He's over by Kalamazoo area. So we're a little ways away from you, but neither of us, <laughs> none of the three of us, by Texas, uh, California at all. Yeah, we need to definitely. If you guys make it out, we got to get together and hang out. Um, we're we're taking. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're gonna have to play the pool, and I'm gonna not let you ride my 450 the next day. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If we uh, if we make it out to California for that, which we're working on, so we'll uh, we'll definitely meet up. We've got trust me, we've got a list now, man, because we we have yeah. also made I'm our sure rounds. A, I'm sure there'll be a live pulp show again. That'd be fun. So yeah, I don't know if Steve's I gonna do like a show me. at the bar in in the four four supercross race. I want to have like the whiskey trial guys do that, but I'm saying like at a bar, not not your own bar. Oh yeah, it's cool yeah. to have a half a dozen guys sitting uh, doing actual uh, art school racing. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean we could go. We could Let's go to the, We could go to the live pulp show, man. But but Steve is going to be like, you don't go to the races, so don't talk to me. So you know, I'm I'm out on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not that bad, man. Oh man, he's we, not that bad. Dude, we, we saw him we saw him at Redbud. We were walking through the pits and I looked at my buddy and I was like, Should I walk up and just like introduce myself and not say that I'm associated with the show and just see if he says anything? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> oh man, because it's like I like I like listening to the guy's stuff, man. He's got some takes that I'm a little bit like, uh, you know, we probably shouldn't like when he start going off about like not going to the races and talking about them, it's like, okay, maybe tone that back <laughs> a little bit, bud. But uh but yeah, yeah but, I, but I do enjoy like listening to his stuff. I I listen to his stuff you know pretty regularly because obviously he's got some scoops which helps out with what we're doing too of talking about stuff so makes things nice sure so, but um okay boys let's uh we, we only got dark side for a little bit longer here and we've bullshit enough of not racing stuff let's talk some southwick here um dark side we already kind of talked I about question for you oh go ahead okay my question for dark side is he was with us he didn't know at the time but he was with us at MX is nations of red bud. And that being there, that means he witnessed what we did with the current 41 machine on the Lawrence destroying everybody. So my question for you, dark side is when you see Hunter Lawrence out there today or, or for this year, the one, one, do you expect that out of him now? Or do you think he's still kind of getting his way back? Uh, I, I think he's building his way back up. I don't think he's going to, I don't expect him to do it again at Millville. 
but I expect him to keep getting better, and I think his confidence is growing. He was on my show last Tuesday, actually, which that's why he won. Duh. God, look but, at this um, guy. <laughs> he, he really he talked about you know building that confidence up. He, he you know last year he's talked about before, and he talked about on my show that um, you know he thought about giving it up. He he was struggling. Things weren't going well. He was having multiple injuries. Found out he had type two diabetes, you know, but he is oh, learning how to deal with all that and getting his energy back and re-motivated. So I think by the end of this season, we're going to start seeing him on the podium more consistently. But I don't expect him to go out and just win again in Millville. I didn't know that he had uh, type two diabetes, and it's kind of interesting that his brother's like sick thing going right now is all the donuts. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he talked about their diet being a little different. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, but he's, you know, figuring that out. And he, he has to be real, like, he talked about when he go like, travel, when he goes to a race and they go out, they have to call three or four or five different restaurants to find a restaurant that meets his requirements, you know? And, wow. like, that's, that's not easy, right? I mean, that's an added difficulty to what he has to deal with. But he's gotten used to it, and he's got it figured out. So I, I think I think he's going to be all right. But yeah, we're going to see him get better and better. You know who that reminds me of is uh, Jimmy Dakotis with his Lyme disease, because I remember him talking about oh, that. Yeah. I remember him talking yep. about going to restaurants and telling the dude, like, literally, just put the chicken and the broccoli on the plate, and then they would put stuff on it. And he'd be like, no, I can't eat this, guys. Like, you don't understand. It'll completely fuck me up. So mm-hmm. that's interesting, because right. I remember hearing that um, that Hunter had changed his diet because his body was eating itself or however the hell they put it on the broadcast for like one of the super crosses or something. But I had, I had not heard that he had the diabetes. That's it. That's an interesting development there. So, Hmm. That's what you get when you don't listen to my show. (laughs) Sorry, bro. God, there's only so many hours in a day. Okay. I dude, I know. I know. Do you listen to our show? How about that? Not all I have, same as you. Like, I've listened to a few here and there, but I, hell, I've bailed on main event and a few others because the same thing you say, no time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like, shoot, man. So, uh, and I are both uh, business owners, and so it's kind of an interesting thing with uh, with listening to podcasts. Sometimes you have tons of customers to deal with, and other times you're ready to go for hours. Yeah, I, I work for a public works department, and um, like it used to be, I was in my truck, I had a, my own truck basically, and I was in it by myself almost every day and I would drive from job to job and I'd listen to the podcast, but now there's other people going with me and, you know, they don't care about moto and they don't really want to mm-hmm. listen to it or I'm not in the truck near as much either. So it's just, I've just backed off a lot of my podcast listening. Yep. Yep. That's how it goes. Um, Okay, so we've all kind of, we've kind of talked about most of the two fifty guys. Is there anything else with two fifties dark side that really caught your eye yesterday? You want to touch on, and if not, we'll move to four fifties here. Well, I have to assume we talked about RJ making life incredibly hard on himself, dude. If that guy could keep that front wheel underneath him, he would be the fastest dude in the two fifty class right now and have this title basically locked yeah. up. I agree, and I like yesterday. Was it yeah? Yesterday, I, I was almost like. This isn't real. This can't be <laughs> real. Like I was, just, I was like, oh yeah, my you're God. watching the the broadcast and Grant Langston, but like the very second he stops talking about holding it together, he goes down. It's like, ah, <laughs> you're Jason, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it's so mind blowing, man. Because yeah, he's flying out there. 
And uh, yeah, I kind of needed him to go down for fantasy purposes. And then when he did, I was like, oh, I felt really bad. Oh man, it's just and so, it, the crazy thing is, it's like the same thing, and it has been since like it has been in the past too. But now it's just so much more defined here because we watched it happen three times last weekend in at Redbud. Now we watched it happen twenty times yesterday at at Southwick. It's just like he just pushes the front wheel a little bit, and it's like. Yep. The, the fact that it's the same thing every time, I mean, it almost has to be a bike setup thing. Like, I know everybody hates talking about setup because that's the excuse everyone uses, but there has to be something just slightly off with that bike setup where it's like causing him when he pushes in real hard to push that front end just a little bit. And then he tips over and yeah. then here we yeah. are. So that or tell me bike, or if you're if you sit up just a little bit more and little yep. little teeny bit self thing pulls the weight off the front wheel and then you're you're plowing the front end, it's just such a small yeah. little thing. He's gotta get it figured out though, because really, I mean he the championship is still there as possible, but you gotta you gotta he, he could win so many he would have won, excuse me, would have won so many more races, I think, already. Oh yeah. And, and it's gonna be frustrating him, so maybe we'll see you know what? It's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to get way worse because it's going to be in his head or he's going to figure it out and it's going to stop. Yep. Yep. So, one of, yeah, that's really all I got on the 250s, man. I, I mean, I'm sure you talked about a lot of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, Joe Mode is getting better, obviously. That's pretty exciting. I like Joe a lot. Yep. Yep. Quietly good is what I said, just like in Supercross until yeah. all of a sudden, boom, he wins. And then you're like, oh, shit, Schmoda's here. So, um, and then, yeah. You know, and, and I'm... I'm feeling really bad for Forkner. I know a lot of people don't like the kid. I know him pretty well. I know his family pretty well. And I just, I know he's just got to be like, just fucked in the head because he keeps thinking he's going to figure it out. It's just not happening. He's still, he's still with his chick, right? As far as I know, I texted her yesterday actually, because she usually kind of like, I was like, Hey, is he okay? Cause he was, you know, grabbed his wrist. Yeah. And she didn't answer this time. So, and she usually answers right away. So I maybe, don't know. Well, maybe got smart and got rid of her. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a problem there. She's a problem. I feel like, so, I mean, I've never met yeah, her, Yeah. but, uh, from, she's from, awesome. from things that, from things <laughs> I, that y'all, uh, I mean that I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard she's fun, but uh, maybe a little too much fun for a racer. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't well, personally know her or him. Her like that. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't hang out with her like that. We just we hung out. We, actually had, we, we were at breakfast. <laughs> well, I went down to eat with Daniel Blair and Toolman Dan for breakfast one morning, and her and Brady were down there. And I've known Brady forever, so. We visited, and I mean, I've talked to, to Riley many times, but mm-hmm. she's cool, but I've never partied with her, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I've heard that's a thing. Of course, I heard, and I'm sure you've heard, too, that his, I heard his dad's really pushing to put him on that 450 next year. Yeah, if anybody is, it, I think it would be Mike. So I, think he, I, I do believe that he wants Austin on the 450. That, because because uh, according, according to everything I know and have heard, that his deal was pretty inked solid as far as like going to a 450 when Tomac was gone. And I mean, technically Tomac's leaving Cowie next year. So we're there, but man, I just, yeah, 
it was a sketchy move yeah, putting Sexton, dude. It was a sketchy move putting Sexton on a 450 without real. I mean, <laughs> basically with just the one 250 title when they did for outdoors, and I think it's even sketchier putting Fortner on there. I mean, the kid's too fragile at this point. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree that he's. What are you not, from? Do what? Where are we protecting him from? Let him figure it out, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's also an opportunity. You know, hell, maybe he, maybe that'll fix it. You know, who knows? Maybe it magically make him better or less crash prone. But uh, he did tell me a couple, I don't know, a month ago. He, I mean, his four fifty deal is definitely it's it's locked in. He did not say like, "Oh, I have to go up when Eli moves or whatever." He just said, "I do have a four fifty deal." Hmm. I don't know. That's a. So I could probably find out. That's a really that's a really weird situation there. Like really, yeah, really sure. weird, and like I feel, I do feel bad for like I'm super hard on the kid, and everyone who listens to the show normally, like they know that like I'm hard on him, but at the same time, it's like sure. I want to see him do good because he's from the area, like he was from Illinois, and so like I watched him his last uh, last year or maybe it was two years of uh, amateurs because he was at like Redbud National. And then there used to be a race up here. You remember when RCH had the uh, casino sponsor? Um, yep. That casino was actually about two hours from me north. Um, and they used to put on a race. It was like a $10,000 pro purse race uh, up there. And then they had like amateur racing and stuff. And man, I yeah. remember watching him it was like his last year amateurs dude and he came up and he raced the pro race that night that saturday night and just like i remember he didn't win but he spanked i think it was Hayes all around and like that was the when Hayes was really tearing up arena cross stuff and so it was just funny mm-hmm. to watch this amateur kid just absolutely spank jacob Hayes all over the place uh because i wasn't a Hayes fan back then um and then, like, I remember watching him do these huge jumps on amateur day there and, like, counting to see, like, how many he actually jumped, which was, like, five or six into this into this roller section. It was wild. It was a huge jump he did. Um, and so, yeah. So, I like, like he, him and Sexton, I really watched both of them their last couple of years because that was when I was really getting back into moto and going to all the races around here. And, like, I'd see them all the time. And it was – so it's, like, cool to see, like – those guys go from like okay they were at the same race as i was at to now they're pros type deal you know but um but man it's just it's really frustrating how his career has gone <laughs> like, like, I, I agree like like i said i i am friends with his family like his mom i love his mom mm-hmm. and austin's always been really cool with me i i know that sometimes he kind of he has uh what's the word i'm looking for to be nice uh <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, he lets his emotions get the better of him at times. Yes. But but I like the kid. Like, I believe deep down he's a good kid, and I love his family, so I want him to do well, and I've always kind of had his back. But it's it's been – this year has been really bad. The last couple of years have not been good with injuries. And, man, I, I do – I am worried his time's running out. Yeah, it's it, – until I had started hearing how locked in he was with this 450 ride – I was throwing around like, dude, he's not gonna have a ride next year. Like he's he's used up his all his mulligans here, and especially after Supercross when he I broke his collarbone on, on the show before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said it a lot. It's like, well, man, he's he's at the end of his rope as far as I'm concerned because it's just like, dude, you you yeah. can't stay healthy, and now 
Now the crazy thing is, is like you come back and you've been off since February and you're not ready to go for outdoors or like you're struggling through this. Like what, what's going on? And obviously they don't come out and tell us anything. So all we can do is sit here and speculate and I'm going to speculate like, dude, you're just not ready. Like what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. It seems that way. I mean, have you heard, did you hear anything? I heard at Thunder Valley, like between motos, like he basically told Mitch, like, I don't have it or something. That would not surprise me. He was very disappointed and didn't know what was going on at Thunder Valley. He talked about that. That was one of his worst rides. He's like, I just don't know what is going on. Uh, You know, I don't know if you remember, Mathis was talking about the fact that he said either Austin said or somebody said that Austin was going to get some blood work done that that following like Monday. Yes. He just didn't know what's going on. And I asked him about that. He said, yeah, he, he did go. That was true. And everything came back normal. So he still just doesn't really know what that's going on. You know, hell, maybe he has Epstein Bar, but I guess I've got to figure that out. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't have an answer, and I don't guess he does either. And that's he's frustrated. But he's had a couple decent motos here and there. Like, you've seen him come from the back, have some good lap times, right? He's been really maybe not as fast as the top two, but he's not been super far off. He's just getting terrible starts. Yeah. But then, like, this weekend... He just didn't make up any time anywhere. This weekend was strange so, in the 250 class. There were a lot of dudes that didn't ride well in the sand. Like a lot of yeah, dudes. Yeah, true. Like Justin Cooper did not ride well. Uh, Jet Lawrence did not second, ride well. Second moto. Dude, it doesn't matter. I, that second moto wasn't that impressive. The fact they had to blow his wad in the first moto and then had nothing for the second <laughs> moto, like... That, yeah, that, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting rate. And I, to be really honest, I don't know what you guys thought. That first 250 moto, watching it on TV, and I know we're not there, so whatever. But um, Man, great race. I didn't think that it looked like they were going as fast as I thought guys looked like they were going in the past at races at Southwick. Like, it just Normally looked yeah, slower. It's whooped out deeper, so you're jumping between them. So it looks like they're, you know, I'm not saying they weren't going fast or that they go faster, but. It's a, it looks more taxing, like they're splashing through the track uh, when it gets whooped out like that. All right. Well, well you, that could be a yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, that, I mean, that could be a thing. I, I don't know. Like, did you think that, did you think it looked the same way there, Dark Side? that it looked slower in that first one? I, I 100% agree. I thought it looked slower until the four, second 450 moto when Eli and Dylan were just fucking insane. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. This reminds me of like what I saw last year. You know, not last year, but the two years before. But yeah, it, it was definitely, it seemed strange the first couple motors for sure. Okay. All right, good. I'm glad I wasn't way out in left field there because <laughs> I thought I might be. I'm right. like, maybe I'm seeing things, but to me, it just does not look... Like, I remember, like, that year That year, McElrath crashed in that one corner there at the end of that second moto. I remember thinking, man, those dudes are just flying into that corner. And then this year, I was just like, are these dudes moving? Like, I'm confused. Are they just bogged out in the sand? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get yeah. it. So, um, all right, let's let's uh, let's move to 450s here. Um, Darkseid, you're the newest guest here. Where do you want to start with 450s? You want to talk about the Dylan Danger Zone? Uh-huh. <laughs> We could go, yeah, let's let's go Dylan, man. How fucking good is he right now? God, I love it. I mean, does he, mm-hmm. there's are no you, there's no guys, way he loses this title, right? 
unless unless he gets injured. But are are you guys Dylan fans? Yeah, there you go. I'm not a huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like them all, but I think that uh, he's really earning it right now. I tell you what, going out there and doing what he's doing as a rookie, yeah. well, what we consider a rookie, uh, it's sure. it's it's not out of his character to go out and, and survive the rest of the season without injury. But man, right now he's really earning it big time. Yeah, I I met him I think in nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Him and his wife, and I just they were so nice. And, like, I, I am definitely not a prejudiced person, so when he got all the booing, even when he rode, you know, did something stupid, I hated it, man. And I like that guy so much. And he he has so much passion for the sport and for racing. You know, he's just – he is all in. And I'm so glad that, like, the the fans are starting to come around and be supportive, and he's – He's more vocal now with the fans and talking and doing more podcasts and stuff because he's more comfortable with the language now. Like he would not do a podcast like two years ago. He didn't hardly want to do interviews at the races. He was very insecure about it. Now it's all coming around and I'm so happy for the guy. I love it. He is, he is absolutely on fire. I mean, I'm not a huge Dylan fan, but he is massively impressive this year. Like I did not expect this with him coming outdoors. We saw Supercross. He had some good rides. He his starts are shit 99% of the time. Obviously this weekend was the enigma, but whatever. Um but his starts were shit in Supercross and like we saw him come from the back and it was kind of like some some underappreciated rides because you didn't really see him a lot until he got into like the top 5. But man, dude, this outdoor season, I'm just not like I cannot believe what we're seeing out of him. Um it's it's wild to me and I I like Kenny a lot, but I don't see Kenny being able to beat him because I just don't think Kenny has that raw speed anymore to beat Dylan at this point. Yeah, I think the only person that's going to be Dylan is Dylan. If he makes a mistake or gets hurt, that's probably about the only thing that's going to happen yeah, to and, change it. And, and making a mistake is that bike is going to have to be bent where he can't ride it, or like you said, he's going to have to get hurt. <laughs> Outside of that, yeah. he's, I mean, we've watched him. He comes from the fucking back, and he just rides through everyone, including Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon. It's wild. Yeah. So, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love, the, I love the racing this year, the Supercross outdoors. It's so good. Yeah, it has been. It has been really, really good. Um, are you surprised by how? He's dangerous, too. The 14 machine, he's a dangerous shark out there. Even oh if yeah. You're, even if he gets a sixth place start, which I think he did in one of the models, and then come back, come up through the pack. Like there's a lot of guys. For example, Joe Shimoda, that didn't pass a single guy, but went two and two. So that's that's really saying something to, about the 14 machine. Be going through and two and three guys that have won races within this year and like all of the races. There are all the races in the in the 450 class. There's there's yeah. eight or nine different guys on the line that have won a moto recently. Yeah, it's. I actually asked him about that two weeks ago on the show. You know, I said, you know, you're, like your starts have gotten a little better than they were in Supercross. You know, and is you know, I asked him what he's changed or he's a, what he's done to get better, and he really said nothing. It's just had a few better starts. Just he doesn't really know, but he said I don't really care about the starts anymore. I just if I get a bad start, then I got I just got to go catch go through everybody. And he's just that's just his mindset. I'm gonna do it, you know. But he also says. 
he told me and then he told Mathis last week on Pulp when he was on there that he's surprised. So, like, he's being humble, but he's he's not worrying about the starts. If I get a bad start, I'm just going to go as fast as I can and, and you know, and, and do it. So, like, he's very confident, but he's mm-hmm. also humble. Um, He was going to win that second moto if he doesn't have steam rolling out of his bike and being told not to stay off the clutch, right? Yeah, he said that actually uh, in the press conference because uh, I, I I think Nick or Trent from Moto Limited asked him about it, and he, they said, you know, did you see? Somebody asked him anyway, did you see the pit boards? And he's like, yeah, they were yelling at me to to be easy on the bike, but he said I didn't want to, so I I, I was still pushing, and then he kind of said, all right, he started to back it down, and he he thinks he would have won if he could have <laughs> went full full board. Yep, yep, that was. Yeah, a little bit, little bit or of a letdown. He said he could have got Kenny. He okay. said he could have got Kenny. I'm sorry, not win. He said he could have got Kenny if he could have went hard, as hard as he wanted. Yeah, he probably, he probably Roxon was leading for a lot of the models, the second model today. Yeah, yeah. Roxon looked pretty good, man. He just dude, Roxon had I, I don't surprise of the season in 450s, in my opinion. Oh, me too. I said when on our show for the our 450 preview or whatever, I was like. Two races and he's done. <laughs> well, see, so, you gave him a lot more credit than us. Wrong. We thought he was done before the season started, but whatever, it's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I thought he tried twice and not do very well, but I was completely wrong. So, yeah, good credit to him, man. He's he's doing better than I thought. Mm, excuse me. He is, man. And to be really honest, those through those first four motos, like I was like, holy shit, he could he could win this title. Like he could pull off this outdoor title. And then, of course, we've seen what Dylan has done, and we're all like, well, never mind. But we were we were saying actually before we got you on too, how weird it is because like I think I was just going back pulling some numbers for some stuff, and like I'm looking at the Redbud race video, and it I think it was like 19, and it's like. Redbud was race seven in 2019, and now we just had Redbud, and it was race four. So I feel like we're way mm-hmm. later in the title already than what we actually are. Like Redbud was race four, we're a third of the way through, so we still have eight races to go, which is fucking wild in my opinion. Um, that we still have this many races to go because I feel like we've just been going forever at this point. But um, right, yeah, yeah. So like, there's definitely room for Kenny to make it back up, and we've got some good track. I mean. Let's face it, Millville, he is no slouch at Millville. We we saw what he did no. in 2016. True. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Dylan won the R250 last year. So Yep, yep. So we could have a good He's battle. Good That's interesting. And then if you have those. I didn't realize that, that Dylan had one last year. That, that's going to be a quite a – there's a lot of guys that come out and win both classes this coming week. Yeah, Millville's just awesome anyway, so. Yeah, and Barsha, Barsha looked better too. So, um, oh boy, hopefully he's figuring things out. Maybe he'll get up the mix. Oh boy, we're gonna talk. We can. I mean, we can talk. I have him on my list here. Barsha is Barsha okay. is, and me and me and my other co-host Justin have argued about this. Barsha is the same Barsha we have seen. He's just on a different bike. He is the same same. There is no. There was. It was all. He's gonna get on this gas gas, and oh, it's a new guy and everything. No, it's not. This is the same Barsha we've seen. There's some flashes in the pan. He comes out, he like wins the opener, right. you know, or the first two, whatever you want to call it, depending upon if you count his video or not, whatever. Um, and then like now it's been, as we've progressed through the season, same Barsha we've seen. 
It's not a whole lot better. Yes. It might be a little bit better. Maybe that's like Steel Frame Gang or something like that's helping him a little bit. But, dude, he's not out there dominating. He's not out there winning races, hand over fit. In fact, I would say the outdoors has gone worse. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, here. boy. Here he we go. He took second place this week. He took second place in the first moto. Yeah. And? How is that different from what he's done in the last three years outdoors? Well, I'm just saying he 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 took second in the first moto, and not by very far either. He's he's not uh he's not out of any means. He was a lot better at Southwick than he's been at the other races, you know. And we don't, I don't know. He, I asked him in the press conference about the bike, and just like I said, look, it's a new team for you, new bike are you still trying to figure things out? Is it still something that you're adjusting to? And he said, Oh yeah, you know, I'm still learning this bike. It's totally different than what I was, was riding. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a mulligan right now, but um, we'll see if he, if he can continue to get better and, and maybe, you know, over the next few races, stay up there in the podium area. And then next year's, I think is the test for that, you know, or, or it, like you said, does he stay the same guy? Well, hey, how about him? Did you guys see him take AC wide? Oh, when yeah. When AC had dropped anchor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So did you hear his response to, to the, in the press conference when I asked him about that? No, 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 no. I haven't listened to the press conferences oh, it was, yet. It was fucking fantastic. So somebody had asked him a question early in the press conference about his start because he got a kind of a bad start or something. And he said, well, you know, I don't remember his exact words, but another rider – came out of nowhere you know and, and i got blasted by another guy or something he did he said i'm not gonna name names but i got i got hit by somebody else so a little bit later i'm like hey man so uh you passed ac in the second moto he had clearly dropped anchor with some arm pump or something why'd you take him so wide he said uh do you think maybe that was the guy that i mentioned earlier that i didn't want to name I said, oh okay <laughs> so apparently he said what he said what i did to ac was uh minimal compared to what i should have done or what i would have done before something along those lines i was like nice Jesus. great answer oh my god that's so, a barsha answer <laughs> yeah it's dude I, I was so glad i asked because like the whole press conference was laughing and it was it was just a great response dude that's awesome that is awesome <laughs> yeah it was good but, so if anybody anybody else was wondering why, that's why. Okay, well that that makes sense. How about that? Uh, how about that Kenny AC battle there? I don't remember first, second. <laughs> oh, first moto, yeah. We're like Kenny about to one, AC's yeah. front wheel out. I was like, oh my yeah. god, that was a great pass. Yeah, up had, like that is awesome. I had planned on asking Kenny about that as my second question or in the press conference, but. They actually weeds let him go early because they got he had gotten on early and I didn't get a chance to ask it. I was like next up and I missed it. But yeah, that was uh, I'm sure that was incidental from those guys, but it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, well, it's like it's like they said in the broadcast. If you kind of watch it, like AC, it almost looks like he went to square back down underneath Kenny, and like Kenny was just there. So yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it was anything you know vicious or whatever but man it was it was wild to watch it was a good it was a good battle there for a couple of corners so i was actually all the way through the top ten of things they're great racing yeah i was actually looking at my laptop um trying to figure out what my fantasy score was because ama timing was down (laughs) and my buddy was he yelled he's like oh my god and we yelled or whatever and i looked up and i missed it but thankfully they replayed it oh man yeah yeah that that was was cool 
That was good. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Webb had a had a little bit of a better day. They they appear to be uh, making some moves on that bike apparently, or he's doing something different. Because I mean, six five. I guess that's better. It's not like eight <laughs> eight to better. ten. Definitely better than what he's been doing, man. But yeah, I'm so disappointed in him right now. Okay, we got a question for you. We were talking about this before you got on. Uh, uh, who's your Who's your Desnations team right now for us? I was just okay. thinking about that. <laughs> Ooh, so you know, obviously Kawasaki's out, Star's out. Um, oh, Star is out too. Well, yeah, because they're making the move to Florida in that oh, time frame, so they're yeah. not going to be. Yep. Um, <laughs> shit, the pack just got yeah, thinner, Tom. But, yeah. So. Like I, I, I'll go uh, Roxon, Dylan Ferrandez. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's get some passports going here. Maybe, some pieces. Maybe RJ and jeez, um, Web RJ. Yeah, we got a couple of guys left. Bar- well, it's probably going to end up being Barsha, RJ, and man, I don't even know that. Yeah, maybe Cooper. I mean, say it's got to be either Webb or Sexton at this point. I mean, yes, yeah, Sexton's a possibility too. Because they're they're about the only two not changing teams, pretty much, who's available yep. that's yep. worth a shit. So, because everybody else, you yeah, figure, oh, you know, there's rumors that Webb's trying to change to go to Yamaha, but I don't think that's true. I I've heard that too, but man, I have a hard time. But like, I'm gonna do some digging. I'm gonna put some feelers out. I got a couple people in California right now that can dig around for me so i'm gonna do that and see yeah. if i can find anything out this week but man i i'm with you i've heard that but i don't think that's gonna be a thing i've heard no, have, I, he, i've heard that he doesn't he doesn't want to do alden's program anymore and that's the catalyst for that but no i don't i don't think i don't think he's going to be on the off so well let me let me just spin you a couple tales of some rumor mills i've heard out here about <laughs> about the alden program okay uh so i have heard that the baker's factory is being sold um one of the rumors i've heard is that zach osborne bought it and the other rumor i've heard is that someone bought it but they didn't give specifics i have heard that yeah. uh web i actually heard that web was retiring after next year's supercross season um and I have heard that when Webb retires, Alden's also retiring. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, I don't know if any of that is true or if none of that is true or if it's all true. Uh, but yeah, right. I, there's some, there's some interesting things. I've also heard that none of the Bakers, like actual Alden's guys are riding at the Baker's factory right now. And ha- they haven't been for months. Man, I find that hard to believe because that's the Alden kind of almost demands it to a degree and the, the zach thing i don't believe that for a second man as cheap as zach is and Brittany are they ain't spending that kind of money no way yeah but wasn't zach zach so zach was part owner of what like club or something in the beginning wasn't he i don't think so i'd have to ask him i don't that i haven't heard but zach is as cheap as they come and Brittany's doesn't well, like spending money on anything well i believe that but uh don't you I mean, let's face it. We don't know if Zach's coming back. Like, we don't know what that back's going to do or anything like that. So what do you think he's planning for post-racing career at this point? That was the only way it made sense in my head was like, okay, he's sizing it up. Alden's getting out of the game. 
he is almost done with his racing career. So if he buys this immaculate facility that, that they have down there and just kind of steps in and says, okay, cool. Now I'm going to be the trainer and, you know, keep this open and keep people training here and maybe train, maybe train pro guys. I don't know. Um, but that, that was how it made sense in my head. Yeah. As far as just buying it just to have it or whatever. No, no, that's, that doesn't seem like a thing. But uh, buying it to kind of continue training and using it as an actual training facility, I could totally see Zach doing that, especially, like I said, I'm 99% sure. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm 99% sure that he was part owner of, like, Club when that first opened. That's that's possible. I don't know that, but, yeah, I'm, I'm texting Zach right now. I'm asking. <laughs> so I'm on this rinky-dink podcast, and they're telling me all this crazy shit. What do you got for me? <laughs> yeah, we'll see We'll see what he responds. So he's probably so, going to say I'm a yeah. fucking idiot and never, want, never ever want to talk to me, So that, well, which is fine. I didn't, I didn't give, my, give my source away because if it's that way, <laughs> if it's, he, he won't laugh at you. Yeah, that's all right. It's fine. It's, he wouldn't be the first person to be upset at me. I'm sure there's more out there. How bad would it be if he texts me back and says, yeah, I, did, I just bought it? <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome, actually. That would be really awesome. The, the, the source I'm hearing this from is is pretty good. Um, yeah. has a bunch of connections. So, it, I, again, I don't know for sure, but he has the connections to be able to know um, something like that that's going on. So... Right. So yeah. Cool. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out today. I'm watching the, right now. I'm watching the moto right now. The second moto, the four fifties. There's like three minutes or four minutes left, and Marsha and whoever battling. What a, what a great battle! All the way deep in this moto. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very very impressive race this weekend for sure. Well, you know, Webb wanted to uh, Webb wanted to get that top five. Man, he's trying to work his way back in there. Um, is anybody else underwhelmed by Sexton this year? Yeah. yeah. Like, like we kind of thought we were going to get more out of him, and then we just haven't, as, as far as outdoors goes. Yep. For I me, it's difficult because when it's a new guy, what, what are you set your expectations at, right? So for me, I, I don't know what to expect from him, although he's on a six team with a six like and, and a teammate like Ken. Uh, how much do you expect of a rookie, right? So if he's out there learning, are you expecting him to go out there and have some issues and have some flashes of brilliance, or are you thinking he's going to be like Dylan Brandis and go out there and be the guy to beat? I mean, honestly, I could have I seen him. He'd be a top. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I thought he'd be top four or five guy, pretty pretty regularly, podium guy often. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my my expectations were way higher than they should have been. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the speed he showed in Supercross, and then. And then how he looked last year outdoors, and I know last year outdoors was a weird thing, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I definitely saw him in the top five and on the box way more than what we've seen at this point. So, right. Mm. Um, so Zach Zach Zacho said, "Ha ha, I've tried, but he says no every time." Huh. <laughs> well, you know, they say rumors always start with a kernel of truth, so I guess we weren't like yeah. super far off. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been bought exactly. yet. hasn't been bought yet but hey yeah, I mean, cool. at least we know that he's been trying so hmm interesting interesting yeah yeah so that's well yeah so maybe hell, maybe there is some truth there you just i guess who knows yeah well dude nobody knows anything in this industry because nobody wants to ever fucking talk about anything because everything's gonna be exactly. a secret like yeah fuck. 
Like, dude, what does Eli Tomac do up in the woods all the time? I mean, come on. What is, what is that guy doing up there? You know, he's just training in the mountains with no right. one else around him. Like, come on. What's going on? Is this like fucking, uh, what's it called? Like Drago? Like, do they have a lab up there and they're just stuffing him full of shit like all the time? Like, what's happening? Let's start a rumor about that. Nice, all right? ro- nice Rocky Four. Rocky Four reference. You're welcome. You are absolutely welcome on that one. All right. So, um, he's not the man. He's a machine. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Uh, AC is just, I want him to do so good. And yet, we cannot get that out of him. And it just sucks. And I know right now it's like the arm thing with him, the, the nerve or whatever. But I just want, I want more out of AC. I want to see him win. Oh, me too. I think <laughs> the whole industry. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he gets one one or more win this week, this uh, this season. I would. He's got he's really? got major issues with his nerve in his arm, like yeah. ma- major issues. Like it goes numb. He gets badass arm pump. Like. He's he's got issues. That's why he. That's why I told you, Tom. He's going under the knife as soon as the season's done, too, because he had he had that surgery on his arm to relieve this or whatever. And then apparently he's like one person out of two out of a hundred that it doesn't work on. And so now he's got to go in and have that nerve actually like moved off his elbow mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, well that may be true. But even this weekend when I watched him, he, I mean he didn't have a great second second moto. He got six or so, but. He uh, he still rides with the speed that he needs. He could go out there, and if he has the endurance, so to say, with the elbow issue, he still can go out there and haul ass when he needs to. Yeah, I think he's just struggling. Like you know, the, the arm, he's been having arm pump in the first motos, but then this this weekend it seemed like the second. But like in my mind, I say it's just go get the surgery now. Then you know, get healed up and get ready for Supercross because I mean, the outdoor season's over for him. Yeah, as oh, far yeah. as championships, yeah, aren't. Oh so, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a bummer. He's such a good kid. And now, and now you've got Tomac is is back on it somewhat. I mean, he's a second moto guy, I guess we'll call him now. Is that is that fair? Is that yeah. where? We're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He we, that was all talked about in the press conference too. He just he can't figure it out. He has no idea. He never has any idea. How many years have people been asking him about you know why did you crash here? What did what happened here? And he's like, I don't know. He just throws his arms up and goes, I don't know. So it's like one of three things. He's either stupid, okay, which could be. We don't know because he's in the mountains doing shit that none of us know about. Uh, he legitimately doesn't know, which that's even weirder. Uh, or he does know and he's just trying to play us all. I mean, that could be a thing. Like, I don't know. In reality, he knows exactly what's wrong. So it's, that's such a weird thing. He needs it should happen in a hurry, man. This stuff yeah. at that level, it's hard to split hairs. He swears, you know, in the press conference last night, I, I asked him about that because I was like, hey, well, there's a lot we talk about on all these shows. We all have theories. You know, look, you, you just had your second kid or you're having your second kid. You got married. Uh, you're changing teams. I said, Does any, do you think any of that has an effect on the way things are going right now? And he said, if it does, I'm not aware of it. He said, I just... I, I'm trying to get better and I'm trying to do well. I, he said, nothing has changed for me in my program. The fact that I, he said, I still do my program exactly the same, but when I go home, my kids are there now. That's all. But, but other than that, nothing has changed. 
I haven't been able to figure out what's going on. I cannot lock it down. Those were his basically his words last night. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's lying, right? But I I felt like he was being honest because he seems so frustrated. I mean, maybe they just gave maybe they just give him his factory parts back for the second motos, like. Maybe that's oh, so, hey, I asked that question in the press conference too. Did you guys hear that a couple of weeks ago? No. The first time he, yeah. So what was that? Was it high point where he, yeah, I think high point. I said, uh, I said, okay, you, this, this question may fall flat. If you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, I said, but did Kawasaki give you your works parts parts back? And he just started laughing. <laughs> and uh, I still don't know that he understood why I asked that, but. He's, but he also that night said, "I don't know what's going on." Yeah, but yeah, I, I asked him that at the press conference too. So here's the thing, everybody. So especially like on Pulp, there they jump down Hopper's throat for that, and we're actually having Hopper on shit. What is he coming on? Unadilla show or something? I don't know. He was on a couple weeks ago yeah. with us. We cold called him, and then he's coming on after Dilla. Okay, everybody like jumped down his right. throat there about like he's fucking stupid. Like that's not a real thing. We have some friends uh in the industry and we have some some kids we know that used to be on factory teams star yamaha um that is legitimately a thing like everyone wants to say it's not they're they're either again they're all stupid or or they're just trying to bs everyone who isn't in the industry because we know it happens we've we have people that we are very close with <laughs> that, that say like, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Like they will take different parts away from different people if they're not coming back or they're not getting re-signed or whatever. So where Hopper said that, and like, if you actually listened to and watched this full video in dark side, I don't know if you did or not. Um, he, he was more or less joking about it in the video like it wasn't like a super serious thing he was just kind of throwing it out there but it's a legitimate yeah. thing and i know now i'm gonna get fucking fried here because people are gonna be like well you're fucking stupid well look dude i've talked to people <laughs> i know people who this is a fucking thing like it's legit like let's ask the martin brothers about their last year on star before they left like i'm sure we could get some good- like crazy talk to me but i don't know okay all right <laughs> yeah well you know it's all it's all crazy i'm a crazy conspiracy theorist i don't know what you guys want me to tell well, you i certainly don't know i only know what i hear from the people that i know that work in industry like mathis or other guys that you know i mean i'm friends with crans i'm friends with eli's mechanic yeah and they they, they swear no but obviously they got to protect their job. So maybe you're right. I have no way of knowing. It seems ludicrous, but doesn't mean it's not true. Well, and again, it may not happen all the time. I'm not saying that they're doing that with Eli. Okay. There's, there's different levels. Like the kids that we know that have seen this and had this happen and shit like that. Um, like they're not Eli Tomac. Okay. They're not, they're not, 450 Supercross champ, three-time outdoor champ. Like, they're not that, okay? But to say that it doesn't happen at all, like, okay, let's unbury our heads out of the sand here a little bit. There's there's some things. I mean, again, I listen to Pulp MX all the time, and I listen to JT and them tell me that they have no idea about the Blake Baggett situation, and I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. I know you can't talk about it, but I know you do, so why don't you just say, I can't talk about it, and let's just move on, all right? So Yeah, yeah. Because I know enough people around that I, kn- I knew about that as much as they did. So, 
Uh, and it's like, I'm a nobody. So <laughs> if I know what's going on and like have heard it directly from the horse's mouth, basically, then I know you guys do too. So whatever. Right. But that that's a, that's also another interesting situation. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble. So we'll just move on from this. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to touch on before we let you go? Because I know you said you had about an hour and we've been about that time frame. So. Oh, I'm kind of scamping my notes. Nothing stands out right now, man. Just It's just really exciting that we're in an era where we don't have one or two guys that are just dominating. I mean, we kind of do in a way, but but everybody seems like – the racing seems so much better these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not be excited that Millville's coming up this weekend, you know, and that, that, that there's races. Like, there's no – I don't go – Ah, fuck. I just know, you know, Ryan Gonzalez is going to win anyway. Ryan Dungey's going to win anyway. It's like, well, any fuck, anything can happen almost at this point. Yep. 100%. <laughs> I just said that. And he asked me who my pick is. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis and Jack. Nice. <laughs> good picks. I'm taking Jerry Martin. Oh, good. Yeah, Jay Martin. All right. Well, I'm going to go A Martin. Oh, yeah, Amart's right, coming back. He is. He's supposed to be back from Millville. To, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, honestly, though, I'm going to have to go with Jet and Dylan. Yeah, so. I mean, I have... Maybe AP, How about AP may be mad after the DNF, so maybe AP. Maybe. He is, I mean, he's been saying, like, these wins are eluding me, and we're going to get one here soon, yep. you know, or however he talks. <laughs> i'm gonna go with dylan i'm sticking with dylan until he proves me wrong yeah those are good solid picks um i i can't really argue i've although i could say kenny for millville because let's face it we've we've seen kenny ride millville and it's i mean what what was that in 16 did he go from 30 something to like fifth place in one lap like <laughs> it was ridiculous Dude, that was a long time ago though. Oh man! A long time ago, man. Well, yeah, but that was the year he hey. went twenty for twenty-four, man. Yeah. Jacko just said because uh, I, I had texted him about the rumor. I said, "Well, ma- now I think there's more to it." Is what I said. He goes, "No, there isn't more to it, boss. I'd tell you if there was. He just renewed his deal with KTM." So huh. interesting. There it is. Super interesting. So, all right. Well, there you go, man. Hey, I can't be right about everything all the time, okay? But these factory parts <laughs> getting taken off bikes, all right? Hey. We could go. <laughs> I was wrong once. I thought I was. I thought I was wrong, but I ended up being right. That was when I was wrong. Does that make sense? It's a bad joke. <laughs> it's a bad joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man. Thanks for putting that out there and uh, and and getting some of that info for us there. So. I appreciate that. It's good to no know. Good. It's good to know. So, um, all right. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, tell them when you air your uh, your Moto X Pod show, so that they can come find you and listen to you and hear your hear your lovely voice. We pretty right. Uh, we usually do a show every Tuesday night. Um, it's usually live on YouTube. Right now, I'm in between homes. I am um, building or painting a room that's going to be in the studio. We should be back live on Tuesday nights, probably in two or three weeks. Okay. So yeah, Tuesday nights, but it's always it's in iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, Moto X pod show, hit us up on Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, check out the Pulp Mix wrap up show. If you guys don't have time to listen to the whole Pulp show. All right. 
Cool. Sounds good, yeah, man. That's it. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it, man. We'll have to, uh, like you said, we'll have to get together if we uh, if we all make it out for A1 and stuff like that. And uh, we'll do some do some big... I'm going to bring all the stuff. We're going to do a big collab show. And I'm going to get a big-ass hotel nice. room. We'll do a big-ass collab there show after the race or something. So... I'll bring in some higher guns for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll get we'll get Steve in there. I mean, we'll make it a big thing. It'll be yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'll have to kidnap him. Yeah, that's fine. I know he doesn't like hanging out with people. So, um, but hey, I'm sure Weege will come because Weege will Weege will go anywhere. So, pretty much. Hey, yeah. If you buy him dinner, he'll probably come. I'll give him five bucks and a high five, and I'm sure he's in. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I like uh, it. All right, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, good luck with your house situation there, and uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Great talking to you guys, and uh, enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks awesome. Guys, guys. All, All right. right. See you guys. Yep. Take it easy, bud. Bye. Well, that was Dark Side, everybody. Interesting guy. Dude, nice guy. Would you believe if I told you he's got a ponytail that touches his butt crack? Well, I'm guessing. I guess I wouldn't say I'm too surprised, but <laughs> I wouldn't guess. I have no. I I never. Uh, prior to this, I didn't really know much about him, so I'm like the criteria to say. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I think he just cut off a bunch of his ponytail and donated it. Uh, but it was at one point here in the not too distant past, like down to his butt crack, from what I understand. It was super long. They talk about it all the time. How long and luscious it is. But anyway, no, nice guy. Nice guy. Glad we got him on. Had some good, good takes there. So, and, uh, and hit up Zach asking Zach about the, uh, <laughs> about the Baker's factory there. So we, we took a rumor. That was really interesting. We took a rumor. We put it out there to the source and we, uh, yeah, we got some info on it. So interesting. Interesting. Um, all right, Tom, anything else you want to, you want to talk about here with four fifties? I was kind of scrolling through. I mean, Chiz was back. Chiz went nineteen twenty one for 22nd overall. That's good to see him back. Uh, you don't know how many more you got at his point in the career, at least outdoors. Yeah. So to be at a track and get a point. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, man, there was nothing else really. Marv had a kind of eh day. Dino raced again, which was wild that he's racing with Epstein Bar and he didn't die last week. AP had that. We didn't really touch on AP having that mechanical, I guess. Um, that was kind of wild. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I, I don't know. He said he said in the interview there on the track that when they hit him up during the race that it was he felt like something let go in the motor coming around that second turn. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, that was a weird situation and, uh, we'll never know what it actually was, but, uh, but interesting. Then of course people throw out those wild rumors, (laughs) which are hilarious of like, oh, well, star couldn't afford to pay more bonus money. So they had to sabotage him. Oh, oh god i you know, know he's man. like the macho man randy savage of the motocross industry and he's uh he's been real good for the fans they've been going crazy for him oh dude and they should too he's been lighting it up from from what i've heard the the uh the the thing he puts out there with the oh sorry with the being redneck and hillbilly type deal is is not an act he's just making it even more than what it actually is with him 
if you know what I'm saying. Like, with a little bit. like he, like he's like a fifty percent at that, but he's taking it to a hundred percent to just kind of play it up for everyone. And I mean, dude, it's working. Everybody fucking loves that guy at this point. Yeah, he's lighting it up too. Oh Absolutely yeah, destroying it. Yeah, he's got he's getting the finishes to back it up. I'm super interested to see what happens with him next year. It, he, it, like, is he going to stay with Star? Is he going to go to KTM? I don't know. So should be wild yeah. for the off season. So, oh, shit. All right, man. Who you got for um, who you got for race winners for Spring Creek here, Millville, this weekend? Um, I think that RJ is going to be the guy for two fifties. And I think maybe maybe at least for one moment. Okay. Uh, I don't think Jeremy Martin's going to win. I think he's too named up. But I think he's going to be solid. Um, I think four fifties. Uh, I, I got a feeling about Ken Rocking right now. I think that he's, he's going to come out and be pissed off. Really, for me, it's who, who's going to be pissed off this time? And there's a, there's a handful of guys that have reason to be. Not Mark right now, uh, but he's another guy that's pissed off. Uh, there's some of the races he's been looking. The lackluster. There's a handful of guys such as him that I'm expecting to come out and kiss him ass. Yeah, I gotta go with um, in the 250s. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna go with dark side. I'm gonna go with Jet. I think Jet's gonna want to have a comeback weekend here. So I'm gonna go Jet 250s, and in the 450s, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with Kenny, just because, like I said, that. 2016 and if y'all haven't seen it go back on youtube and look up 2016 millville national when kenny was on hrc or i'm sorry not hrc on rch jesus christ um yeah yeah and and i mean literally i think i think it was the second moto he got a shit ass start and i don't even know if he went down he might even went down and he passed 30 dudes in the first lap like it's fucking incredible And he was so fast that day there. He went 1-1 both motos and just absolutely mm-hmm. fucking incredible. So make sure to go look that up. So I'm going to go Ken Roxon this weekend, and then I'm going to go with Jet in the 250 class uh, to win that. So, Or is Jet ever pissed off? He's got that pissed off factor going right now. Jet it I, comes off the track, and he's, he's like emotional, and it's like, yes, it's exactly what you need. Yep, Jet Jet's not happy with how his sand riding went, and to be honest, that was very subpar in my mind for him, too. Like, I thought for sure with coming from Europe, he was going to be better at sand than what he showed yesterday, and who knows what the hell was yeah. going on. Um, I haven't dove into all the wrap-ups and race reviews and everything to really hear what, uh, what he had to say, but anyway... Um, it seems to be they're having issues with the setup on those on those red bikes lately. Yeah, I was thinking about that during the race. I was thinking to myself that how much do you really try to search to find the bike that you're about to change to the new model you know, shortly? Yeah, usually in the next month or so, is when the new models come out. And that's when they start with the with the racing most of the time. Yeah, and but that's a step down, but it's a whole new bike. Yeah, but you got to think too. Jet's right in this title chase, so they're probably sticking with trying to keep this bike for right now, right? Wouldn't you think for the rest of the season? Well, that's the interesting part is that I would figure they would go with whatever one is a better bike, but if you don't know and then you go to a race and it sucks, that might cost you your whole fucking championship. Yeah, well, in the so with the twenty twos though, with with the way that the supply chain's fucked up, do you think they're going to have enough here to be homologated before the end of the season? Well, I'm not sure, and I'm actually interested quite a bit in 
uh, when those bags come out because I'd like to get one myself. <laughs> All right, you get one of those because I want to ride it. <laughs> I want because right. I almost bought a Honda and then I was like, man, those things are so slow. And then I ended up with a Blucher. So whatever. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up here. So thanks everyone for tuning in. No, yeah, another good one here. Dark side, Tom. Thank you both for being on here. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Make sure to check out our sponsors. Once again, presenting sponsors: BC Pizza, TLR Coatings, Premier Custom Trailers. Uh, also, make sure to check out JT Cycle and uh, and the Dirt Bike Depot there for helping us out with everything. Links in the description below. Merchandise links in the description below. Links to Patreon in the description below, which we're going to start stepping our game up on that here relatively soon. Uh, we will be back with Fantasy Show, like I said, Thursday or Friday here this week, and we will be back next weekend uh, to wrap up Millville. And as of right now on the docket, we have the one, the only tool man, Dan, from Main Event Moto coming up next week. Uh, so, yeah. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And we will see you next week.